0: the assembly podcast. Uh, I'm Joel.
1: And I'm Rebecca.
0: And we're here today because uh, we had several friends that we've met over the last few years that have talked and asked a lot about what we believe in Christianity and how um, how we best practice our, our spiritual life, our rhythms of life that we seek wholeness and, and look in being generous in our lives and so many of the values that that we've tried to hold, hold dear. And we are also pastors of a church called The Assembly in uh, the neighborhood of Broderable in Indianapolis. And so as we've practiced these things, as we've moved forward, as we've made these relationships, questions have, uh, have come up. And now uh, we've taken these questions and kind of uh, really more or less taken a lot of them and realized a lot of them come down to what we call uh, spiritual practices in, in Christianity. And so what you'll hear from us in this podcast is actually these ideas uh, taken from our Christian beliefs, but also having um, encouragement and application for those that maybe aren't a believer, maybe don't follow Christian practices, uh, but maybe are interested in, in what Christianity Christianity is about. So that's what you'll hear from myself, Joel, and Rebecca along the pathway. So what do you think of when you think of spiritual practices then, Rebecca?
1: So I wanted to define a little bit what we mean by spiritual practice because different people use different words to mean the same thing. Different people use the same word to mean different things. Yeah. And so when we're talking about these spiritual practices, we're talking about disciplines or habits that um, strengthen us or help us cultivate an underdeveloped place in our lives. And these things act in a countercultural way that help ground and center us, especially as Christians in our Christianity, in our belief with God. This is a way for us, as Christians especially, to develop a more robust relationship with God. And it gives us a well to draw from in times of chaos. And the season we're in right now is a very good example of that, this pandemic. There are days where things are so off kilter that being able to do some of these spiritual practices that you might be used to are very difficult. Or even just the sadness and sorrow that comes from being in such a a strange foreign time to us, an alien time, a time that seems to be from someplace else that we are able to lean into places we have strengthened to draw from. And so if you haven't strengthened anything, there's not much to draw from then. Sure. Our spirituality can be difficult to maintain if there are not habits to lean on, if there are not things to return to. And so that's what we mean by spiritual practices, that... In these things, in these activities, we're meeting to, with God to cultivate things like the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. As Christians, we don't believe we do that on our own. We believe we do that in partnership with the Holy Spirit, with that power residing within us and working through us. And so these spiritual practices provide spaces for the cultivation of those things. Mm -hmm. They're not just things to do just to do them. Oh, this is just what Christians do. They have a point and a purpose. They are meant to help us in our formation to be right with God and right in
0: the world. So would you say they're a routine or kind of different from that, from a routine? Yes. (laughs) I had a feeling I was going to get that (laughs) answer.
1: Yes. They are, they are a routine. The best, some of the best ways in life is to move through on routine. When you have to do everything against habit for a day, it is exhausting. Mm -hmm. It's just absolutely exhausting. If you I mean, we can look at it. We have two boys. For them, brushing their teeth is not a habit in their lives, and it is a fight. It is a daily fiasco. It is... So we're, what, five years in with the one on brushing his teeth pretty much every day, twice a day. Like, you would think by now, five years in, it wouldn't be such a fight.
0: And let's say a few cavities later.
1: And, yeah... He's had cavities, he's had a tooth pulled because the brushing was not up to standards for what his mouth needed. So there's a child that has been brushing his teeth for five years and the habit is still not ingrained in him where mm-hmm. he can just lean on it. I have no idea. I don't know toothbrushing statistics. I don't know how long it will take. But I do know that I am a lot older than six years old. I'm in my late thirties and, (laughs) and it is a habit for me now. I don't have to fight to get it done. So it's the same thing with Christian habits. They need to be part of our routine. They need to be something that we can fall on. But I think that if for the Christian life, if they are stagnant, if they're completely stale, if they start meeting having very little meaning. If you can't look back and see that this is helping me cultivate the right way of being towards God and the right way of being in the world, if this is not helping me through the Holy Spirit cultivate the fruit of the Spirit, if this is not helping me refine who I am, then the habit, the practice probably needs to be shifted and changed and moved around a little bit. So that is where I would say don't, don't, don't be so enmeshed in having this specific routine that you can't ever change it. But knowing that daily I'm going to pray, daily I'm going to read scripture, and understanding that sometimes my prayer may look may look different day to day. I might use one methodology, one type of prayer one day, and another one another day, So that the things in me that are resistant to cultivation are constantly being worked on, Mm -hmm. constantly being refined, constantly being challenged. But not so much difference with the, the standard foundational pieces. Well, there's all these types of, but they are all prayer. So that foundational piece is enmeshed in our life as a routine, as a habit.
0: Yeah, I think that's important to understand um, the yes of it is a routine, it is a habit, it is a practice, it's something that we do consistently.
1: So um, something else I wanted to mention was that there's a quote from Dallas Willard and a lot of our, a lot of my material, Joel, have you read much of Dallas Willard?
0: Very little actually. Very little. Okay. Yeah, comparatively.
1: Spiritual disciplines on the formation of spiritual habits is highly influenced by Dallas Willard. And so um, he has a quote. I was reading something of his and he was talking about the spiritual habits and he said, You must decide you're going to do it. You must decide you're going to do it. So that's a big step that has to be taken is that you must decide. This is important to me and I want to try this practice. I want to make I want to make these habits my habits. I don't want them to just be things that Christians do. I want them to be things that I do. So you must decide that you are going to do it. And then you have to s- decide when and how. It does not just happen by osmosis. It doesn't just happen because you have good intentions toward it. You have to make the plan. I am not the best at exercising. And I know that part of my barrier towards exercising is that I don't have a good plan for how it's going to happen. The most success I've ever had with exercise has been when I've been signed up for classes. I've paid money or I have people. One class was really It was an offering-based class. You just gave what you wanted to, you know, it was a couple of dollars was what was suggested. But the class was small, and I knew if I didn't show up, other people were going to feel self-conscious because now it's such a small group. It's even smaller. Everybody notices what you're doing. So there was that expectation that I need to be there, that other people are depending on me, or I need to be there. I've already paid for this thing. And so that's the same kind of idea with these spiritual habits is you have to make space and time for them. You have to have the intention that this is going to happen as part of my day.
0: Talked about this um, in the episodes. What we want to do is we want to talk about each practice, and then after each practice, have a follow-up episode. Mm-hmm. Roughly, you know, you're talking uh, 20 minutes for the, the episode. We'll talk about a practice, and then we'll have a follow-up episode uh, that will then be an actual practice where Rebecca will walk us through uh, whatever practice practice it is that we talked about previously. Uh, And so, one explanation and conversation about it, and then one practice, simply put. Uh, And there's different forms that we will go through. Could you walk us through uh, some of the practices we're going to be talking about?
1: Sure. We will be focusing on Scripture reading, Sabbath, which is rest, fasting, and prayer. Within each of those, we'll be working on methodology, working on habits that are for some people will be upstream and for some people will be downstream. I don't remember where I first learned about this concept, but I've read it now in multiple things, so I think it's a shared concept. I'm not sure we could find the origin of it if we, if we went into studying it. Upstream and downstream just mean this. It's like a fish swimming upstream or downstream or a person trying to get their boat upstream or downstream for two different people. They could be working on the same spiritual habit. And for one person, that method could be upstream and for another person, it could be downstream for one person. It could be very, very difficult and something that they have to really work on and fight for to feel close to God in that, to have things being refined in their life. And for another person it can be very, very easy for them. It can really feel like they're floating downstream and that it is very simple for them to do that thing To They feel very close to God when they do it. It comes naturally for them, it comes easy for them. So within each practice, you may feel sometimes, when you try them, like you are swimming upstream against the current and then another one feels like you're going downstream. The goal will be to recognize that and also to know, to start to develop within yourself, to know within yourself, when do I need a practice to just be downstream and be easy for me? Is that what I need today? Is that what I need this week? Or when do I need a practice to be upstream for me? When do I need to pick something that really challenges me? Because I really need to grow and strengthen in this area. I can't keep... Coasting downstream, it's time for me to work a little harder here. I've got the space, I've got the energy. I feel close to God, and I can work a little harder on going upstream against the current.
0: In my uh, experience of upstream and downstream, I think I have a downstream, an easy way of connecting with God when it comes to music, Um, led worship for a long time in churches. But (laughs) I don't know about that, but. A long time, and so music was a, just an easy way for me to do it, so doing it since I was very little, um, where I connected with, with God that way. But, like, it took a lot more um, discipline for me to actually get, which was the upstream, get to the place where I was actually reading Scripture. You know, in in my life, that was what my parents always told me to do and all this. and I.
1: Can you share why reading Scripture is an upstream
0: uh, reading, experience for you? Reading Scripture started out as an upstream, uh, thing for me because I didn't quite grasp, um, where to start, what to start with. Um, and so if you start in the wrong place, if you don't, I started with the gospels when I finally grabbed a hold of it. But when I tried to write it, uh, read it in Genesis, it just sounded like I'd get through the creation story and then we just stop.
1: Do you and, think that your natural abilities also influence that?
0: Yes. I do, because I have what I would say, I don't know that I'm qualified as dyslexic, but I have a leaning towards misunderstanding and misreading, um, maybe through patience or or whatever, and I'll misread things, and so I'll get confused a little bit. And that was a challenge for me growing up, reading skills as I developed. And so it was more of an upstream motion for me. Um, Over time, I built the muscle. I got used to reading. I would slow myself down or reread things and it wouldn't frustrate me. It wouldn't, you know, and I just got used to doing that. Uh, and so that's just two examples of one downstream being the music and one reading scripture would be, would be up for, for my life. It could be multiple things for lots of other people.
1: Yeah. So each podcast, we will look at these four different habits. We'll look at some different methodologies. We'll talk about why they're important what they can do for people, what they do for us as Christians in connecting us toward God mm-hmm. and developing, cultivating those fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit in our life. And then after that, we'll do some simple practices so that we can show showcase some different ways of encountering that habit, that practice, some different methods then for that spiritual discipline in our life.
0: I think that's super important. Um, I would say, I want to go back to the Dallas Willard co- uh, quote, because what, it, what was that he said, Dallas Willard?
1: You must decide you are going to do it.
0: I had to decide for myself. You had to decide for yourself. And anybody listening to any, any of this We all have to decide what we're going to do in our lives uh, and these practices, implementing them. We have to decide to do it. I think that's a super important uh, point. And so we want to invite you on this journey, um, these steps forward uh, to decide what you will do when you will set aside to practice these. You can practice them online and just come back to these practicing sessions, but to take it even beyond there. I think that will be important, and I look forward to kind of hashing out each episode uh, with Rebecca, um, and uh, with with each of you. Uh, do you? I'm sure that you do too. So
1: yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, you can follow us here on this podcast. You can also look us up at www.theassembly317.com. 317 uh, dot com. Meet us in person. We'd love to to meet each of you. You can send us an email and find our email information on that. Or you can follow us on uh, Instagram.
1: We're at the Assembly 317.
0: Awesome. And so thank you so much for listening and we look forward to the, the next several sessions.